Thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast recorded for women leaders across health and care. Hello, my name is Becky Martin and I'm the Director of Coaching at Booth Coaching and Consulting and I'm joined by Kirsty Smith who's an advanced paramedic at Northwest Ambulance Service and it's great that we're joined by Kirsty who is one of the coaches within the organisation as well as having a, um, a senior clinician's role within NWAS. So It'd be really helpful, Kirsty, if you could tell us a little bit about your role. Uh, well, I've uh, been in the advanced paramedic post for three years and I started working for the organisation uh, initially as a technician, ambulance technician, 12 years ago. Um, and I provide senior clinical leadership to our wider workforce when they're responding to uh, emergencies and uh, urgent care incidents within the Trust. I'm really interested to find out a little bit more about your leadership role and um, how unique that is in the organisation, but specifically, what made you step forward into that and sort of tell us the journey in terms of leadership? So initially I joined the Trust as an ambulance technician and progressed through to um, achieve my paramedic status and it was a coaching conversation that I had with my um, advanced paramedic at the time that um, inspired me to put myself forward and apply for initially the senior paramedic post and then uh, again the, the advanced paramedic post. Um, I think I just wanted to know if I could do it, if I actually had the balls to do it and the ability Brilliant. in me to actually do it. Um, and I you know, felt the fear and did it anyway, just stepped step forward into the breaches and just put myself forward and it's, um, I've not looked back since. So I'm interested to find out your experience of being participating in this new approach to leadership and particularly the Be Think Do model and if there's any um, anything that really stands out over your journey in terms of the leadership and learning that's taking place in your organisation. I think it's a very exciting time within the Northwest Ambulance Service in terms of the challenges that are being um, posed in terms of the traditional leadership models which were quite a uh, command and control mm-hmm. Um, style of leadership within across all emergency services and what we're seeing is uh, a new style of leadership emerging um, where we are um, encouraging more of a coaching culture uh, amongst our leaders and uh, I've been really excited to be a part of that and to um, have my own coaching journey and to qualify as a coach so now what I'm doing is um, supporting all our wider workforce and our junior staff to um, to challenge them but to do it in a, in, in a very much a coaching style of leadership. I mean, there are occasions because of the nature of the job where we do have to still, you know, have elements of that command and control uh, at live mm-hmm. incidents. But very much our um, organisational culture is transitioning. And one of the things that you touched on there was around that traditional command and control approach. And you know, there are times when you might have to flex your leadership style. I'm really interested to know what, what you find most challenging when you're managing or leading people in a crisis situation? Well, part of our role, um, we give we give on-scene clinical leadership, but also remote clinical leadership, and, and both of those um, require usually a slightly different approach. Um, and I think the challenge is very, very quickly getting a measure of the situation that's in mm. front of you um, and uh, how well the, uh, the clinicians clinician at scene is handling that situation and some people or some instances demand uh, an immediate response where we have to just say right this is what needs to happen for this patient if it's a time critical situation or alternatively sometimes we can kind of um, influence more with a slightly more coaching approach if it's not time critical Uh, and I think it's about very quickly um, 
summarising the situation mm -hmm. that's in front of you and the challenges because everything's very diverse. There's no standard questions. Every time someone rings me or I'm at a scene, um, it, it, it's very different and each, each scene demands a different approach. It's, it's just so tricky because you've no idea what's coming next, have you? No idea what's at the other end of that phone um, and no idea about the behaviours of um, team members either on scene and under very difficult and challenging situations. I mean certainly when we provide remote advice I could be providing advice to crews that are up in Cumbria and Lancashire, mm -hmm. you know crews that I don't have any previous knowledge of mm -hmm. and it's about um, influencing people in a way that you can get a very quick rapport um, and get them on side mm -hmm. and, and influence their behaviours and the, and the outcomes that you need but doing it in a very sort of timely manner. I'm interested, given that all of the vast experience that you've got, and particularly experience within Northwest Ambulance Service, I'd love to hear about a time um, when you've been really proud of yourself. If there's a particular moment of pride in your leadership journey so far, if you're prepared to share it with me. There are numerous instances that I can think of. Uh, I think the first one for me is actually having the courage to put myself forward to actually go for a leadership position and, and go for my sort of advanced paramedic status and that required part of that journey required sitting a clinical exam the day that that needed to happen I walked into the the room where everyone was sitting the exam to be met by about 40 men who all just turned around and looked at me and that moment within me I just felt like I shouldn't be there I didn't belong I didn't fit the profile of what an advanced paramedic should be or was expected to be um, and everything about me wanted to leave that room but instead what I did, I drew on my strength and I just thought, no, you, you, you do deserve to be here. Sit down, stand up and be counted. Mm -hmm. and, and I sat down, I did the clinical exam and, um, and I am where I am. I mean, certainly in terms of on-scene uh, leadership, uh, moments of pride, um, I've had numerous instances where I've had to adapt my own uh, leadership style in order to uh, influence other people's decision making. Certainly when we've had multi-agency mm. um, incidents where I've had to influence uh, the outcome of, uh, of certain events. So there's a, I want to pose a question that um, at a time when we've got some fantastic female role models emerging, particularly in our emergency services, such as the London Fire Brigade Commissioner Danny Cotton and the Welsh Ambulance Service Chief Executive Tracy Myhill, do you think this represents a culture change at the top or are there still barriers to enabling women to succeed? I think there are certainly uh, key challenges that we still have but I think slowly we're seeing a culture change um, and certainly within the ambulance service what I'm seeing is a cohort of senior paramedics um, the way that the women are represented within that cohort is massively changing, it's expanding and that's a really exciting time because as an advanced paramedic mm. I feel like I have the ability to influence that and to, um, to coach some of the more junior females into having the confidence to actually go for those roles and I think slowly we will see yeah. that infiltrate upwards. Um, but these things don't happen overnight. Not at all. But it, it does feel like a real turning point. Yeah, and we're absolutely. We're at that point where we're, we're heading towards a different yeah. cohort. It, it's not the, the ambulance service that I joined 12 years yeah. ago. And we are seeing a change, and it's certainly a very positive change for the better. So what advice would you give to a woman who is considering a leadership role in emergency services? Oh, numerous pieces of advice. <laughs> I would say speak to the senior clinicians like myself who are in that role. Yeah. Seek their advice, seek their, understand their journey and understand what barriers they've had and what um, actions they've done in order to kind of um, secure that role. That would be the first thing I would say. Um, secondly, 
uh, I would say don't allow your own insecurities to stop you from trying. Um, you're absolutely worthy of that role. You can do it and you can bring something to the party. So feel the fear and do it anyway. Given that and given the wonderful piece of advice you've just given to you know, future female leaders in emergency services, if you could have gone back in time and had a word with yourself and given yourself a piece of advice, what would you have given yourself? I would absolutely say uh, have the confidence to put yourself forward. Be strategic, do your research, um, work hard. Uh, and, and develop your vision for where you want to be. How do you look after yourself when times get tough? Um, well, for me, I'm, uh, I think it's really, really important to look after yourself and to develop your own inner resilience, especially in a role such as ours where you're exposed to um, some very challenging incidents on a very regular basis. And I think uh, self-investment and self-awareness is a really, really important part of our role. And for me personally, um, I... Uh, explore the out outdoors, I go walking, I go running, uh, I go horse riding, I expend some energy and uh, get a lot of enjoyment out of doing that sort of thing. Uh, equally, on the other hand, in terms of my emotional resilience, uh, I've engaged on uh, coaching retreats to allow myself the time to stop and think about myself, my own vision and my own personal journey as well as my professional one. And I think having that um, sort of inward abil ability to look inward mm. at yourself and not just sort of ride the tide that is the, the NHS yeah. um, being able to press pause every now and then and look inwardly is really really important um, so I think yeah investing in your physical health is mm. one but investing in your emotional health certainly helps you to build that resilience to uh, to do the role. I want to say thank you so much for sharing all those wonderful tips and ideas and for um, putting some time aside to have this conversation with us today. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our network, visit nhsemployers.org forward slash NHS women or follow the hashtag NHS women.